the real yeah. pizza heads will appreciate that. <laughs> I love how it's blurry. <laughs> <laughs> the caffeine free is completely smooth. Yeah. <laughs> I have to take that good pick. Yeah, that's no, classic. Better than the clean pick. Clean? Yeah. What? Is, was it a commercial? Come on. I'm just. Yeah. I'm just trying to get the message uh, I'm out. Not promoting this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't drink it. Don't drink it. I want some. Leave it all for me. We're talking about Malcolm's photography of his golden Diet Coke caffeine-free rare edition on this week's extended clip after hours. JT, what are you sipping on this week? Um, I'm sipping on a beer. Uh, I got a pack of uh, Kona, uh, like the uh, beer, a mixed pack. This is a Longboard Island Lager. I like a lager. This pack has two IPAs. Don't really fuck with IPAs all that much. But it's a good lager and a nail. Yeah, IPA probably stands for like um, IP anywhere I please because that's how drunk it makes you. I'm a pussy, ain't I? <laughs> that that also that's also what it stands for. Damn. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is God so damn. <laughs> <laughs> Just talking about brews here, you know. Sometimes you gotta do it. Are you? Did you get a diet coke? Yeah, I'm sipping on a Diet Coke today, so I might be a pussy uh, <laughs> if we're talking to the star of our film from this week, Tim Allen. <laughs> Tim Allen. Ever since he released a stand-up special, Men Are Pigs, uh, he, he's really been interrogating the question of, inter- of American masculinity between his, his stand-up comedian uh, persona, his uh, situational comedian... Uh, actor and showrunner uh, chops and uh, also his appearance as a leading man in Hollywood feature films such as The Santa Claus and The Six Wives of Henry LaFay which is our, uh, our film this week. Uh, Alright, I just in some some on the fly <laughs> on the fly research, I was like did anyone review this movie? This is, movie definitely went direct to video like yeah. no doubt yeah. about it. And there was a couple of people on Rotten Tomatoes, you know, giving, I don't know, boring statements, whatever. But then, like, the third result is, like, it seems to be, like, a funeral-themed website about that talks about funerals <laughs> called agoodgoodbye.com. Check it out. And it, <laughs> it seems to have this, like, series where it talks about funeral films. And this, uh, is, this is a big one. This I'll, I'll I'll give you I'll give you the 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 first opening lines of this review. Then you could go and read the read the rest. The Six Wives of Henry LeFay is a comedic cautionary tale for those who don't make funeral plans or for those who make plans but get married way too many times. One of the taglines is he loves women, lots of women. So is this entire website dedicated to reviewing movies through the guise of people who like funerals? Uh, I, I think it's about or like from funeral planners perspectives to see how realistic it is kind of. I, I I'm figuring it out, and it seems I think it's about like being uh, like being okay with death and funerals. <laughs> oh, okay. Or like I think I think it is, but yeah, you're right. It is. This woman does seem to be like a run funeral services, so it is mostly funeral <laughs> funeral centric. This woman's given a TED talk. Uh, she's reviewed reviewed Inside Out, lessons on grief and mourning in cartoons. Interesting, wow. interesting. Everyone, this is someone we might need to have on the podcast. Everyone <laughs> dies. Everyone dies. Lessons from six feet under. The birds and bees in, of mortality, a.k.a. estate planning Hollywood style. All right, yeah. That's uh, 
<laughs> Wait, a, I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry to dig into this, but uh, no, it's no, okay. I there are a more. lot of yeah, there is a lot of things. I I really like the variety, uh, uh, the variety article that announced this film that just says uh, Tim Allen takes six wives. <laughs> Tim Allen fucks six women. Now, uh, yeah. what last last thing from a good goodbye.com. It seems like sh- that last thing I read, the birds and bees of mortality, seems to be like a like a, a more encompassing. <laughs> kind of a thesis or whatever and she, she seems to have like use uh, film clips as example and here she lists the films she uses um carpet kingdom don't know that the six wives of henry lefay very familiar eulogy sounds like about some deaf shit uh bonnieville the ghost and mrs muir grand theft parsons and yeah that's it damn oh and elizabeth town Sorry. Okay. Now, I, I want to. I, I think this is a very interesting film critic, and I think we should sidebar her maybe for a little bit and talk about the film. Yeah. Henry <laughs> I think you're Although, right. I do think that she may have the best perspective on this film because <laughs> while we may have expected a Dr. T in the woman style uh, Playboy anthem starring Tim Allen. It really is a film about the women in Tim Allen's lives, uh, or in his life, rather. Well, his life and his fake afterlife. Uh, and it's it's really, oh man, it really suffers from Poochie syndrome. You know, whenever Tim <laughs> yeah. Allen, whenever Henry LaFay is not on the screen, you're just asking, where the fuck is Henry LaFay? And when will <laughs> these women stop talking? Yeah, I mean, that in the movie kind of sets up like Henry the Fag, you know, gives him all the jokes, like the first 20 minutes about it. And I don't know how great the movie would have been, anyys but like the first. <laughs> oh, it's terrible yeah, it's, with him. The, it's, the Henry LaFay stuff is so stupid. But it's it like more charming, like with. Yeah, but it's straight out of one of Alan's late sitcoms, like Last Night right. Standing. You're right. He's just playing the the doofus dad who you know look he, he's not gonna care about pc but you know at least he's got a heart of gold <laughs> but here's the big difference here's the big difference on tv on the sitcoms on you know the facade that's called hollywood he has to uh play you know a family man whereas this one he's getting tons and tons of hot wives so uh but so... he doesn't do like any fucking in this movie <laughs> <laughs> like it's so like it's like weird because it's like if this was a Tim Allen vanity project, like he's gone for most of this. Yeah. And like also like he doesn't like you just see him being a bozo dad and never like getting like any like never how he nails like meeting these women. <laughs> yeah. how, how does he get these women? Tim Allen, yeah. please teach me, man. I'm, I'm fucking struggling over here, Tim. <laughs> Uh, You said that it was probably straight to video. You are right. It went straight to DVD everywhere except one without looking it up. Just both of you get one guess at the one country that this got a theatrical release. (laughs) Well, I'm guessing it's not America. Uh, It's not America. France. (laughs) Um, Saudi Arabia. (laughs) Close. Israel. Oh. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, it did get a DVD release proper, uh, not just dumped on to online though, in the Netherlands, Germany, US, and UK. Uh, so you know, shout out to just the distributors I've never even fucking heard of. It's one of those movies that you find on Tubi or one of those kind of streaming sites where it's just like the 
you can't find any information on it. You try to research it. It's the most bare bones wiki that someone could have put in five minutes. The sources lead you to literally nothing. And it's like the money that was put into this movie and the money that came out of this movie are both non-existent. And I don't mean like it looks like shit and it made no money. I mean, like, I don't know what I know that most filmmaking is money laundering for executives but this really feels like it i mean it's like i think that also like is where it occupies like a weird space of like what this movie is for me because it's like trying to be like an early 2000s like rom-com thing and it's like way past that expiration date like i think it's like 2009 like 2010 um but, like, it's doing that, but also being, like, an indie drama of that era, of, like, an Obama-era indie drama, but, like, doing it in a conservative way where you have, like, those, like, indie moments are, like, set to, like, country pop, and it's just, like, it's it's so, it's, I mean, it's a very basic blending together of, like, the, like, indie style of that era and rom-com, but it just, it makes it, even worse like if this was just like a bad rom i was hoping it would just be like a bad rom-com where i feel like i could get more enjoyment from that yeah my my idea for picking this was like best case scenario like this is just tim allen being like dirty and sleazy and like uh um just like i don't know being a womanizer and there's just like a bunch yeah fucking just dumb hijinks and stuff like that i wasn't expecting much but yeah i mean it, it it takes away you know tim allen from you and you know from like uh yeah like pretty soon on and also like just for like kind of like another baffling aspect of this movie it's like this movie has a pretty loaded cast in terms of like name recognition you have tim allen uh, alicia cuthbert or however you say her name um uh andy mcdowell uh Paz vega eric christian olsen larry Jenna miller elfman. yeah jenna elfman an amazing turn by Chris Klein. Chris Klein. <laughs> Just totally spaced out the entire time he's on screen. One of one of his finest hours. And the wood, and, uh, friend of the Woodman, Edward Herman. Oh, <laughs> it's a very strange cast. Very strange assemblage of B level to D level stars for sure. Uh, but we should say what the film is. So Henry LeFay is a man like no one. He is a, <laughs> he is a womanizer who moves from one wife to the next. Yeah, you know, this is the kind of guy who needs to get a divorce ASAP because he's already engaged to another woman. He is pronounced dead when he goes missing on vacation. And uh, his daughter kind of becomes the protagonist of the film at that point, you know, just five minutes in. And it flashes back to show her rocky relationship with her father the last time she saw him for the first 30 minutes or so. And then it flashes back forward to him being quote-unquote dead. And the next almost 45 minutes is all of the wives and the daughter, uh, now the ex-wives, and the daughter, uh, you know, just coming together and, you know, working through their issues through the uh, what can go wrong next uh funeral <laughs> planning and uh it's it's really just miserable yeah it really is <laughs> there's there's so many things you know we don't even need to 
like even really going or there's just so many random bad things you could point out about this movie one thing that kind of all right it got me thinking and just how this 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 bothered me maybe more than anything else i don't know but like uh, you see early on in the movie Tim Allen playing like blues, like blues musician, <laughs> like with all black people. And then like, you know, down the line, it's revealed that his first wife um, was like a black person. That's kind of like the big reveal. Yeah. It's, yeah. Of a, a black person who loves him for his like blues music. And it's just like, I feel like this is such a classic, like conservative comedy trope. Like, like show that you're not racist by having like the black character be like the most level-headed person in the room, yeah. you know, a bunch of, bunch of hysterical white women freak out. But, uh, it's like, it's, I, I that's, that shit is totally counteracted by like just the corniness of Tim Allen's like, yeah, I play blues like a black person type attitude. It's just like, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, it's, I don't know. Maybe it's an obvious target, but it's just so fucking stupid. I, I, it really, that irked me. <laughs> I mean, there's like one, I mean, in terms of the stuff with race, one point that I think is like sort of actually like funny in terms of like Tim Allen's not, yeah, not like going for the not politically <laughs> correct shtick. That is like, I don't know how much of it, how much of the humor I'm getting from what Tim Allen intentioned, but when they're doing Tim Allen is Martin Luther King Jr., <laughs> like that's something that's in such poor taste that I can't help but laugh at it where he's using that to promote deals. I mean, he doesn't yeah. do blackface, but the mustache and like having it set up like the March on D.C., is so bad and to see that played <laughs> through in full like he really riffs it out there with the commercial and like drops lines from that speech too no i was gonna say yeah out of like all the unfunny shit that is like kind of funny i will yeah say. no i agree yeah. i agree it's like it's in such bad taste that it kind of like it like he's sort of in that moment i think kind of making fun of himself for being not pc but uh, yeah yeah um sorry i'm reading this article now from this like local uh news uh source from stanford connecticut and this is actually from 2007 Interesting. uh but tim allen took over a local appliance store <laughs> and it's because they were shooting this movie so this movie shot in 2007 it didn't come out until 2010 which is very strange but i i have to link this article because <laughs> it's so strangely detailed like about it's as if uh, the a new Tim Allen production was like a new Jerry Lewis movie or something like that, like uh, or, or a new Kubrick movie or something like that. It's like every single possible detail is listed, like down to like one of the PAs telling them that the director thought that this appliance store was probably a right fit for set or something like that <laughs> like, you know i look every everything about this movie i can't find any real reviews of it. Yeah. i can't find literally anything real about this movie it's kind of frustrating well you know something i'll give you here here's a little dose of the real for you um i noticed that the director i just looked him up to see what else he did howard michael gold i love gold and uh what do you call it <laughs> He wrote he, one of my favorite movies yeah, ever. Yeah, he, he wrote he, – well, he held, he was one of the three writers, you know, who wrote Mr. 3000. So maybe, you know, this oh. this this man has brushed with greatness. So it's kind of sad to see him uh, 
fall. Steeping uh, to such lows here in his writer-director <laughs> debut, his true authorial <laughs> intent being on full display. And it's quite despicable, to be honest. Yeah. Also, all right, another annoying thing that's also just completely overdone, uh, the grandma character. Uh, oh. Like, yeah. <laughs> epic random grandma, grandma is back. Epic random grandma. <laughs> she may as well be rapping. Yeah. <laughs> she just says the wacky shit. Don't trust the granola girl. Um, stuff yeah. like that. You know, it's kind of racist towards the, you know. Hates Tim girl. Allen. Hates Tim Allen. Um, yeah, just a real ornery, uh, epic grandma. And you know what? She says what we're all thinking. I think that's yeah. kind of her role within the movie. So so during this whole set piece, though, or not set piece, it, it feels like it should just be one scene. <laughs> but the 45 minutes of all the wives and the daughter being together, um, you just, much like these characters, you really miss Tim Allen. You're just like, I, I wish this guy was still alive, man. Like, they, they feel for him, and so do we. But the, the daughter, um, she has this romance with Chris Klein, like a flirtation, rather, because she has a boyfriend, and her boyfriend just keeps proposing to her. They live together, and she he keeps proposing to her. She keeps saying no, and then she just, like, goes away and, like, almost fucks Chris Klein, and then is like... All right, I'm ready now. Which is very funny. And like the like the thing is, her relationship with like Chris Klein, I feel like feels more organic and like less forced than like the one with the 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 long term boyfriend. Where it's just it's such an awkward like thing. Like uh, uh, he he delivers an an early very awkward line. I love you like a fat kid loves cake. It's just. There's such bad yeah. bullshit. Yeah, you're not fifty cent. Um, yeah, uh, no, yeah. I, I mean, I'm criticizing the epic grandma. We also get epic boyfriend because the boyfriend, yeah. the boyfriend is just a pure quip machine at one point, and all of, them, all of them fall. They all suck. And like they, and what's funny about it, if it seems like it gets lazier throughout, like his little quips. You know, he'll just like it'll cut to him, like some, some, you know. Some of these women will be acting hysterical, and then I'll just cut to him, and he'll have like, "That's that's freaking random," or you know, some kind of <laughs> kind of like a line like that. So it is like, I think a lot of the epic mindset, you know, I don't maybe it's already around in '09. I don't, you know, I was a little young back then, but like, may, you know, maybe this is a pioneer in the epic random mindset. I don't know. They did shoot it in 2007. True. You know, it came out in 2010, but it. it or it came out in 20, 2009. I'm seeing conflicting reports on this. It could be. <laughs> it didn't quite get everywhere. <laughs> it's a little slow on the rollout, you know. <laughs> but so then Tim Allen shows up at his own funeral, uh, rendering the last 45 minutes entirely pointless. <laughs> yeah, he thinks he's, you know, goes Tom Sawyer mode, you know. And, uh, you know, much like, you know, to compare to you know this week's double feature chameleon or moving the double feature chameleon street you do have tim allen as a man you know maybe not rejecting everything but a man an individual man who acts on his own whims and you know Absolutely. i think he's what, an individualist he's I'll an individualist <laughs> yeah you know you can tell i've been watching the adam curtis i keep saying individual every fucking five <laughs> sentences but uh, um yeah you know what's what is the more like uh i feel like individualist act than walking in on your own funeral you know what i mean <laughs> uh yeah andy mcdowell's performance is very compelling in this because the first scene 
it almost feels like a real movie, the first she, scene she was in, because I was just mm-hmm. surprised to see her, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but then, like, once it pivots into her actually uh, being, you know, sick and being in the hospital <laughs> after Tim Allen is revealed to be alive and it becomes a melodrama about that, it's like, oh my god, I, I truly had no idea. It, it, it feels like a film that wasn't structured before they wrote the script, kind of, you know? Like, it, it makes sense, the Tim Allen twist. Like, I saw it coming, kind of. Yeah, definitely. But, like, yeah. the 20 minutes that come after that is such a strange coda, kind of. Like, that doesn't fit into any kind of real dramatic structure at all. No, yeah. Major, like, let's wrap it up feelings yeah. after, like, <laughs> after Tim Allen, like, comes back from the funeral or whatever. I expected a little bit of wrap-up, but, yeah. The Andy McDowell melodrama thing. And it is, like, I think she probably does give the best performance performance in this movie i'd have to i don't know it's hard to say it's hard to say i think you're right i think it's just like she's been in so many real movies that i'm like okay this is like an air of respectability or something like that but i guess this this movie shows you know all actors gotta work you know what i mean as 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 far as like you know money laundering thing too i think yeah money laundering definitely but also it's just like we got to keep these actors fed we got to make up some bullshit movie for them to act in (laughs) get sick and then i mean we do have to fill out these kind of movies like these kind of movies it's baffling but it should it should not be baffling these should be filling the shelves man (laughs) yeah yeah i like i mean for as much as i hated this it was an interest. Like I like when we do cover this type of movie. Like uh, just oh, yeah. like I had a great time watching. <laughs> out of nowhere, piece of shit. <laughs> Another really strange stylistic choice is after that second thread of melodrama is picked up with the daughter and Andy McDowell. Um, the camera goes all handheld when they have this huge fight, and it's like nothing in the previous hour and ten minutes of the <laughs> film. But it's so shaky; it's fucking ridiculous. Like the 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 visual style of this film is ridiculous because it's in scope, and it's not the totally the typical like filled with negative space in every shot. Mm-hmm. Like, why is this in scope? But there's some truly clumsy images in here, and the lighting is almost always god awful. Like, there's a scene toward the end where the daughter, she sees Tim Allen getting drunk on the sidewalk at a gas station. <laughs> you cannot see anything in that scene. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, yeah, every it's every attempt it has of, like, trying to, um, you know, tell the story through visual, you know, uh, moves or whatever, it's just kind of pathetic. Like, it really just yeah. seems like it's just, like... Stop trying. It might have it, it prob- it been, been better if you just. It might have been better if you just stopped trying or something. Like yeah, because <laughs> it's like, like there's the scene where yeah. one of the wives who's like really angry, uh, the one who's like very selfish, she drives her car very angrily and like smashes it into a bunch of cars mm-hmm. and is trying to run over someone else. And so it's this crazy thing where they're actually crashing cars into <laughs> each other, and it should be awesome, but it's this awful like shaky cam close-up thing yeah you have no sense of space absolutely no sense of space but if you're actually wrecking these cars why don't you like show me like there is zero zero wide shots zero high angles whatsoever it's it's actually a little infuriating when i see real damage done to real cars and i don't get a good angle of it like i want to have some sort of visual pleasure in this movie you know i want to find a pleasure somewhere 
uh, even in the worst movies, I know there's always something for me. And I think yeah. that something is literally just the the terrible ads that Tim Allen cuts for his uh, audio video store where he pretends to be Martin Luther King. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think also trying to think of like small moments that I was like, I kind of like that. I did uh, for some reason I liked his body heat reference. It just uh, it did something for me. I was like, oh, a better movie, nice. Yeah. Oh yeah, I could be watching that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Kathleen Turner. That'd be cool if she was in this movie, but yeah. <laughs> but alas, <laughs> uh, the the film ends on the daughter's wedding uh, because you know Chris Klein was just too much of a too much of a space cadet to, <laughs> to be good enough for her. He is clearly in another world on the set of this movie. It rules. I, I actually think his performance is probably the best part of the movie. <laughs> it's, so, it's so it's so funny too. Like the because like the way it's set up, he's so like very like desperate. So I just like I used to he's just managing a Chuck E. Cheese ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, I remember when I you used to watch me dance around for Chuck E. Cheese, and I wanted to fuck you or something. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's like he said, space cadet. Like, yeah, that final scene where she almost hooks up with them. It's like, maybe move a little bit faster, pal. You know? <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because, yeah, it, it, there's all the time in the world for them to, you know, not hook up and for her to realize that she loves her boyfriend. But them starting also was completely unprovoked. Like, it, it, the, their their romance felt so strange. And it's like, yeah. it makes sense that this is a Tim Allen and his, and his wife's vehicle. Uh, and so, like, the daughter relationship thing. It, it makes sense for that not to be as clear because it should be like a B plot kind of thing. But it is really the main plot of the movie is the daughter. Like Tim Allen's dead and the wives are just kind of hovering for the middle hour, 15 minutes of this. <laughs> and, and whatever the character like is give like Cuthbert is given is like, I mean, it's no favors. It's just like, she has to like yell oh, no, at people no. to like, yeah. to manage people. It's like, there's really no, way for her to show i don't know anything enjoyable with this performance it's, it's an like early just... iteration of the girl boss yeah. <laughs> very true, very true. they hadn't worked out all the kinks yet yeah yes it's, she's basically and she's yeah it's very unpleasant she's just rounding up hens basically like it's just like yeah it's i don't know you know maybe maybe she could have a good time in the movie that's that's a i don't know i'm thinking out loud here <laughs> Uh, so the film ends at her wedding and there is this montage of Tim Allen dancing with each of his wives. <laughs> Some of the laziest filmmaking <laughs> possible. <laughs> like, it's just like, oh, you, you know, you kind of hide the cut by, you know, swinging the woman toward the camera and it cover. It, it's just like that six times in a row, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I want to show you the, I'm going to show you guys through Zoom the final note I took for this movie. Maybe you guys can see it. Or it's backwards, right? I, I got, got six hoes feel like... I feel like Henry LaFay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. I think we all feel like Henry Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start making a lot more Henry LaFay references in, like, daily yeah. life. And like, who's that? <laughs> yeah. Like, look him up. Get to know him. <laughs> I really hope the Tim Allen vehicle doesn't stop being because I know like it's more of he, he's a sitcom guy you know and he rants and I guess his newest sitcom he plays like a vlogger so he really like <laughs> he, he leans into being like just a mouthpiece or whatever um, he doesn't have anything in the pipeline you know 
His, his most recent things are all documentary appearances. No safe spaces. <laughs> Toy Story Never 4. Never surrender. <laughs> the, the atheist delusion. Toy Story 4. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick. You know, I mean, it might just be time to go full right wing at this point, right? For Tim Allen. Is it he? I thought he was. I mean, yeah. I mean, he but was like, like, basically. But to but the point like... where... Oh, sorry. sorry. Continue through your saying. No, to the point where he like he's not hired back for Toy Story Five. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lean in. Oh jeez, dude. The the no safe spaces bio on Letterbox. The bio, Jesus. Uh, the, <laughs> the log line on Letterbox says the unfunny Adam Carolla and pro slavery conservative grifter Dennis Prager examine the reality of life and discourse on college campuses. Damn! Someone, someone got to the the info. Damn, that seems uh, seems like a little a, a biased analysis of the movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> seems like someone didn't quite give it a fair shake. Damn, you know. <laughs> I, I guess I Maybe picked we'll this have movie. To cover that movie yeah. next. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, I picked this movie at the right time because it seems like, as with every single thing that existed with the past, it's getting a reboot right now. Home Improvement is getting a reboot. It's called Assembly Required. It was just announced yesterday. So, wow, Tim Allen auteurism coming back in a major way. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm excited. You know, I know we don't usually watch TV, but there's a lot of movies from the past that are being made into TV series. So maybe, so, so maybe, so maybe I know we're we know, we're skeptical of the new releases, but we love that classic movie feel of the classic movies, and maybe they just bring that to television. Who knows? I think I think what we found is we found a pioneer, and yeah. uh, you know there's a lot of like I don't know a lot of weird letterbox niches nowadays of people like I like D W Griffith movies and Pixar movies only or whatever. I think we have to get on that Tim Allen autourism ground floor because this might I be a man so. no one's willing to reclaim besides us. So maybe yeah. that's the reason we have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> There are no real reviews of the Six Wives Formula <laughs> Fan. <laughs> None of the reviewers that I like have even heard of this movie. <laughs> Dang. This guy this guy you link to more watch more movies than me. Girlfriend in the uh, like profile pic. Like this guy's balling. This guy's balling. That's the thing. Sure. I, I really don't want to point him out because like he's yeah. a real guy and like has his girlfriend in his profile yeah. from Letterboxd, but like it is pretty funny that a guy with his girlfriend and his profile picture on Letterboxd is writing a thousand words about the six wives of Henry LaFay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that just shows how what kind of movie this is. Also, Rotten Tomatoes, two reviewers that I've never heard of give it rotten. Audience reviews, 100% fresh. <laughs> <laughs> the people have they spoken. love it. The people love it. <laughs> And the people love Henry Lafay, and you know what? I'm coming around on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think, think I'm gonna get love him too. I think I'm gonna give the six wives of Henry Lafay six stars for how good it is. <laughs> That's why I gave it one star on Letterboxd, is because I want to give it six stars. So it's I'm just giving it the remainder because Letterbox doesn't let you give it six stars. <laughs> it's called reading between the lines. I, I suggest you guys do it. Oh yeah. All of my one star ratings on Letterboxd are actually six stars. So you know, with that being said, you might want to take a look at, you know, reevaluate some of my opinions. Four stars <laughs> is my lowest rating, just to, for the record. Yeah. I'm working on a level that you guys don't even understand yet. <laughs> We're speaking in code to each other. It's crazy. 
the the big scandal of extended clip that all of the ratings for the last two years have actually been the opposite of what it means what i said <laughs> yeah you could just say we've that. just yeah, been that's... ironically presenting reviews that we think <laughs> as sincere you like yeah, those joker movies was a, joker was a six-star movie yeah <laughs> uh you know what i'll take this as an opportunity to bump joker up to two stars that's fair that's fair. Just for the sake of canon, you know? Okay. <laughs> Do you guys have any other things for the sake of the show's canon that you need to bump up, knock down, um, off the top of your head? Hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'm going to go Joker two and a half stars. Wow. Wow. A neutral score on Joker. I'm uh, climbing that's, up there. That's on Gentleman's position. two and a half. I think, I think this is, this is you know, the Snyder Cut made me realize there's a war going on outside. And, you, and you're going to have to take sides that you might not necessarily want to take, but Joker two and a half stars. <laughs> Damn. I almost want to do a Snyder movie for the Patreon. So like the Snyder cut, we probably should, but I, I'm still, maybe we should do Batman versus Superman ultimate edition for the Patreon. <laughs> soon. What about, I, I was thinking about, um, uh, sucker punch. I'm, I'm, I'd be down for sucker. That's the kind of the one I want to watch the most, to be honest, a sucker punch. Yeah. Damn. Should we do Sucker Punch on the pod? No. Uh, oh, yeah. I guess I don't want to hide festival stuff on the Patreon. Should we do Sucker Punch next week? For On, on, the, on the Patreon? Yeah, I'd do that. I mean, like, we could have an extra. I mean, if we have an extra one or something. Because we'll do, like, the Berlin stuff that we've seen. Yeah, but seen. I'm saying I don't really want to hide the Berlin stuff on the Patreon. Okay, we can. Yeah, that's fine. know about those films. Yeah, you know? Sucker Punch next Patreon. All right, cool. Crazy. I was going to say BVS Ultimate Edition, but shit, I'll do Sucker Punch. All right. All right. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Talk about Zack Snyder's masterpiece, Sucker Punch. <laughs> <laughs> Sight unseen. I, I wanted. I kind of wanted uh, the Snyder Cut to be my first Snyder movie, but you know, I'm going to watch Sucker Punch. I'm going to watch BVS Ultimate Edition. Shit, I might throw on 300. <laughs> I, I, I need to get a grip on this guy so that we can do a proper evaluation of the Snyder Cut when the time comes. Hell yeah! <laughs> Even uh, if neither of you want to watch the, whole I, four I'm gonna hours. do. I'll do that too. I've seen. I saw Batman vs Superman <laughs> three times in 2016, and I like it. But maybe I, I probably won't watch it again. I probably won't. Watch it again. <laughs> um, I might watch another one of his movies though. I might watch like maybe like Watchmen or 300. One of those I haven't seen. Alright, alright. I think extended clip we're turning a corner here. <laughs> Appeal, appealing to a whole new audience. You know? Yeah, yeah. Science kid and uh, I love cars and tanks and military stuff and machines. I asked science questions and I took philosophy for five years in college, which just is a I don't know. I don't know. Are there any? Is there any use for philosophy? I don't yeah, I think there's some. I, I think there's something to uh, to to taking philosophy. I think whether you know it or not, it probably trains your brain a certain way, makes you think about certain things. I mean, don't you reflect? Are you a reflective guy? I'm more than a reflective guy. My always when I talk to our professor Dilworth, I remember at the you know when you get to the fifth year of it and you become a minor in it, there's about eight guys in the class that never speak. Because eventually you're just asking big questions. And I said, did any of these guys ever have a happy life?